I propose that love, truth, and freedom are a place, a physical dimension that you can choose to live within called presence. It has been my experience that someone does not arrive here because of information or behavior. Rather, most describe it as a sensation or feels-like quality that is hard to put into words. In my work with trauma, these moments represent an internal symbiosis of a place in time and space where a person's inner navigational abilities are aligned, which is remembered by the body. When we are living in this place, the observer orchestrates, the human spirit provides the motivation, our ego adapts in the present, and the heart points the way. Everything is as it should be, inside and out. We take a sigh of relief and feel grateful for the place that we are in. Because of the ego's dominance as our default guide, the sensation fades soon after we arrive at this place. This means the ego has regressed to adapting out of the past and is reenacting feelings and thoughts that don't fit the present. If you've ever been in this dimension, you know how quickly that can happen. The good news is that once you find the door, you can return. Hope that has been rewarded charges the heart, activating our true compass in a sacred moment where all seems right with the universe. Once this access is reinforced, the dimension of love, truth, and freedom become real. Your path is set, and nothing can steer you away from it. When goodness and truth are aligned, life's purpose becomes perfectly clear. The next move is to pay it forward there is a common thread that runs through the human experience, which is that our invisible and subjective lives matter during suffering. However, we will only know this if we look inward. Contacting this inner dimension allows us access to what we were in the beginning and provides an origin story, what happens first versus second or third, that orients us to become our fullest selves. While the sequence of these events is important, so too is the idea that each human being is a hopeful expectation for the future. Regardless of what the ego says, our creative potential doesn't have an expiration date until physical death. This suggests that no matter where we are in our lives, the journey to liberate our signature expression is an ongoing process. Once we are fully engaged in honoring our inner lives, potentiality follows. There is an illusion, however, that our psychological wounds keep us separate from this process. In truth, the path forward has always been inward, as the ego's reenactments of past messages and emotions motivate us towards self-recovery. But if we view this driving force as useless suffering and victimization, we remain stuck in the idea that we, human beings, are somehow a failed experiment. This is not life's intent. At the core of this illusion, is the assumption of a right or wrong way to be. Questioning this dogma is the inward motivation to become conscious, and it requires a shift in perspective that life's potential is not possible without suffering the ego awake. Such an awakening is the opportunity to remove the ego as our default guide and install the heart as compass. The situation we find ourselves in today, angry and not knowing why, and afraid of being afraid, is a result of a culture out of step with this challenge. The further our ego takes us from our authentic self, the more severe our internal angst becomes. In my opinion, our situation has evolved into a shared existential crisis. What we were in the beginning ultimately lost ground to who we had to become. While psychological interference of our potential was inevitable, 
remember that it's not permanent because our intelligent, unifying signature expression comes from life itself. This means all that we are remains intact no matter what happens to us and sits at the helm of our life, observing. Every time we have a moment of clarity that life's adversities have taught us something, we're experiencing what is witnessing this truth. I teach that the psychospiritual journey is discerning the difference between what and who is observing, then making sense of that subjective experience. The healthier choice is to witness our lives from a neutral, life-as-intended perspective rather than through the lens of a judging ego.